Hi everyone, praise God. My name is Mumbwa Moo, popularly known as Malkia, and I will be taking you through today's Bible exposition. But it's it's evening already, so um we are going to be hearing God on deliverance from strongholds and how prayer can break chains. I pray that God is going to use me to speak his oracles and that that you're going to hear from him and you know and understand understand these things. So let us pray. Uh, dear God, we are grateful for this opportunity and for this time that you have accorded us so that we can hear from you. We ask that you're going to you know speak through me and may you open up our spirit and our hearts and our souls that we are going to be willing to hear from you and to understand and to put into practice these things that you're going to teach us. We bless your name and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So when I was asked When I was asked to do this exposition, um, the first thing that came into my mind when I was told I was going to be speaking on how prayer can break chains, the first thing that came into my mind was Tashakob's song, Tashakob's Break Every Chain song. And I just found myself singing. I just I just couldn't help it. Um, there is power in the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. So yeah, even before we start, even before we continue, I'd like for you to stick out in your mind that there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Um, the first thing I did also was to define, to try to define what a stronghold is. And I tried to look for the definition that is most applicable in this context. And I, I saw the words of the Lord in Psalms 9.9. Psalms 9.9 says... That the Lord is a refuge to the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And I know maybe you're asking yourself why why I'm reading about God being and the Lord being a stronghold when I'm talking about deliverance from strongholds. Well, it's because I'm trying to define this this word stronghold in the most sensible way possible. And from this, I, I am getting the definition as um a defensive structure a stronghold is a defensive structure that's why god is saying 
in the in his word that he's um a refuge and a strong and a stronghold in times of trouble like he's a defensive structure in times of trouble so this uh, this defensive structure basically um stands in between you and something else so a stronghold in this context now is is a defensive structure something a structure that stands and like bars you from what's on the other side something that prevents you from maybe going through to another side and well well how I, the other reason i came into this conclusion closer home uh, i was looking at the fall of babylon and when i was reading you now the story and the prophecies behind the fall of babylon i came across jeremiah's part of jeremiah's prophecy um babylon had rebelled against god and they were sinful and god was mad and he had actually tried to warn them you know through his prophets but there was no change and babylon continued to rebel and um i see in jeremiah 51 verse 53 where god says like well through jeremiah that even if babylon ascends to the heavens and fortifies her lofty stronghold i will send destroyers against her like even if babylon you know puts up that defensive structure upon itself i will destroy it yeah and oh yeah i was actually in oh i was like hey god all right like basically there is no there is no stronghold that that you cannot break there is no stronghold that you cannot bring down that we will we will get to that later but i hope that you're trying to understand where i'm coming from with this definition of a stronghold being a defensive structure um we have many strongholds in 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 life we have physical strongholds we have emotional strongholds we have spiritual strongholds we have yeah physical physical emotional and spiritual strongholds these defensive structures that you know that sometimes suffocate us and that we feel weigh us down and are impossible to you know go through and make us feel hopeless and stuff and today we yeah we're talking about deliverance from those strongholds and how prayer can help us so let us go right in um the first thing that god wants us to know is that first we need to understand that god has given us the power to break strongholds so how we um approach strongholds and even how we pray to break chains is we have to come from a point of understanding that god has given us the power the authority to break these strongholds and while he has done so 
um we 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 god has given us the power to break those strongholds you know like he 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 uses us he goes through us in breaking the strongholds meaning that we pray because he has given us this power we pray and these strongholds break and sometimes it's through the prayers of other people that we get to break these chains and that these chains are broken and i will show you examples um the first scripture that i have to support that god has given us the power is second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5 and it says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every prison, no, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Emphasis on verse four which says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Okay? So yeah, God has given us the power to break strongholds. And as I was saying, um, sometimes it's through us. It's through us. And um, I'd like to take you to the story of Paul and Silas. Yeah, to the story of Paul and Silas when they were in prison for spreading the gospel and the good news. We find this story in the book of Acts, chapter 16, from verse 16 to around, well, to the end, to the end of the chapter. And here, well, Paul, Paul, Paul and Silas had been you know just going around the business of spreading the gospel and this had angered the authorities you you should read through that chapter and understand and while they were in prison and they had been chained they had been chained together with other prisoners at around midnight they were just praying and singing to god like they were just unbothered because if they were bothered, they didn't show it because they just continued praying and singing to God as if the chains and the fact that they were in prison was really nothing. And at around midnight, when they were praising God and singing and praying, and while the other prisoners were watching, the Bible says in verse 25 of chapter 16, um, Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Like, the impact of Paul and Silas' prayers and singing did not just affect them. They actually even affected the people around them because like their chains broke free and so did the chains of the other prisoners. And the door to the gates rather the door to the prison opened that is how powerful their prayer was 
so i found this is a perfect is a perfect um example of how you know how god breaks chains through an individual or through individuals when they pray um another story i want us to look at is the story of jabez or jabez I, well i don't know how you prefer to pronounce it but let me allow me to say jabez um it's it's not really a long story actually and it's it's actually quite small it's it's easy to miss <laughs> it's in the book of first chronicles chapter 4 verse 9-10 um this story is about a man called jabez who had been when his mother had him he called him jabez because she had him through a lot of pain so his name means pain and jabez i think um this is to talk about how strong names can be and and i think jabez got to a point where he wanted so badly so much to be free from this pain associated with him and his name and he wanted to be able to be a blessing instead of you know pain to people and to himself so he cried out to god in verse 10 of the fourth chapter of first chronicles it says that jabez cried, cried out to the god of israel oh that you would bless me and enlarge my territory let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that i will be free from pain and god granted his request so jabez wanted to break himself free from this pain associated with him and his name and he wanted to be a blessing so he um sought the lord and asked to be free and god granted his request so you see um it doesn't matter how many you know strongholds you are associated with whether from you, where you come from yeah sometimes people and your ancestors may have um may have formed may have formed agreements cultic uh, agreements and stuff like that and sometimes these things can bring you down even without your knowledge and if you are aware of that or even if you aren't if you want to set yourself apart and and to decide that you do not want to be tied down by things that happened in your lineage in your family lineage or things that even happen to you now because of things that people have said against you or on you you pray like jabez prayed and tell god you know i want to be different it doesn't matter change my situation change my name change the circumstances surrounding my life and certain aspects of my life because god hears and god breaks those chains and he answers sometimes also um sometimes also god you know breaks strongholds and chains through the prayers of other people so sometimes you may not even be the one praying for yourself for those strongholds and chains to break and that's why it's important to be a brother's keeper that's why it's important as christians that we hold each other together and support each other through prayer that's why it's important to be able to open up and speak up about your problems to people who can help you because sometimes burdens are too heavy that you can't carry alone um in acts chapter 12 verse 6 
um, King Herod had arrested Peter. Yeah, for the gospel, like Herod, and he had he had actually killed. He had had James killed, and then he had arrested Peter. And while Peter was arrested, the church was mad because they were they were believers and people had converted and people believed the gospel and they wanted to continue hearing it. So when Peter was arrested, people started praying. The church, they prayed. They were praying for his release. And um, the Bible says in chapter six, in sorry, in Acts chapter twelve verse six, um, Peter was you know he was actually heavily guarded. There were four squads of four soldiers each, you know, guarding where he was locked up. And then he was he had been fastened with two chains. And then like he was guarded by two there, there were two soldiers by his side also. Like he was heavily guarded. Because I think that he was going to be executed later. So the Bible says in verse six of chapter twelve that the church prayed for Peter. And when the church was praying, um, an angel of the Lord appeared. Sorry. Yeah, an angel of the Lord appeared and woke Peter up. And when he woke him up, told him to get up, the chains fell off his wrists. You know, and and Peter and the angel told Peter to follow him out of the the prison, and Peter followed him all the way to the outside of the gates. Yeah, to the gates of the city outside. Like the 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 guards were still standing in their positions. I don't know what the angel of the Lord did to them, but they didn't seem to notice Peter. He just left, and when they were looking for him. The following day, they didn't see him anywhere. They didn't find him. It was so bad that Herod had had to ask for the soldiers that were, had been guarding Peter to be executed. Like So what I'm trying to say here is that the prayers of the church were so powerful that the chains that were, you know, the, the chains that were guarding Peter broke and that he was free. So what I'm doing here is trying to urge us and to tell us that our prayers are very important in the lives of, you know, each other as Christians. That sometimes people can be in situations where they are so held up, they're so overwhelmed. But when we join hands and pray and pray ceasingly for a brother who's in need, a sister who's in need, that our prayers actually do great things and that our prayers can help break chains and God uses us to do these things. Yes. So that was our first point. The understanding that God has given us the power to break strongholds and how to, you know, step into place and to understand that God can use us and God can use, you know, other people so that this stronghold and these chains can break for a lie or can break um because these people pray for us and we pray for these people and and yeah yes ah the other point which is in the form of question is how strong is your faith how strong is your faith 
because you're not going to be able to get delivered. You're not going to be able to break chains. You're not going to be able to believe in God's power if you do not have faith. So how strong is your faith? Jesus says in Matthew 17 verse 14 to 20, let me read. He was he was healing a boy who had been possessed with by demons. And you know, like the disciples had tried to to heal this man and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And the boy's mother had, you know, had come to Jesus and just telling Jesus to heal. <sighs> Sorry. The boy's son, the boy's father had come to Jesus asking him to heal his son. And the disciples had not been able to, had not been able to heal him. So, um, when the disciples, like when Jesus actually healed this demon-possessed boy, the disciples asked him, Hey, Master, like, why couldn't we drive the demon out? Because you did it, we tried, we couldn't, so why could, couldn't we? And Jesus told them in verse 20 of chapter 17, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can set this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. So like Jesus was saying, your faith can be small, can be small, but it let it not be little. You see, there's a difference. Like he said, if you, you, you people of little faith, that is what he said. Your faith, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will do so. So what, what Jesus is trying to say is how strong is your faith? Well, you must, you must not have little faith. You must have strong faith. So your faith might appear like it's small, like the size of a mustard seed, but the size of a mustard seed. But if you believe strongly, then there is nothing you cannot do. So what I imagine us is even as we seek to be able to, you know, break chains through prayers, let us not forget that we need to have faith, unshakable faith. Don't go to God seeking to be delivered. Don't go to God seeking to pray deliverance from some for someone, yet you do not believe that God is able to do these things. You have to believe, to have unshakable faith that God is able to do these things. God is able to, you know, deliver you. God is able to heal someone. God is able to transform the life of someone. God is able to transform your own life. You must be able to believe so much for these things to manifest. Because for us Christians, faith is what brings into manifestation these things that we seek. It's possible to seek, but it's impossible for these things to manifest if we do not believe and if we do not have unwavering belief in God's ability to do these things in our lives. The third point is that we should plead the name of Jesus. We should plead the name of Jesus if we want to deliver 
to be delivered. If we want to break chains, we must plead the name of Jesus. And here I will read Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 18. Mark 16 verse 15 to 18 emphasis on chapter on verse 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. It says from verse 15, he said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. All these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on people who are ill and they will get well. This was after Jesus had risen, you know, and he had gone to see his, um, the 11, what are they called? The, the disciples. Well, now they were 11 because Judas Iscariot had died. So yeah, he had, he had appeared to them, you know, to give them this authority now to go out, you know, and seek nations because he wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. But he was showing them how now through his name, they now had the power to do these things and he was telling them you know how powerful it is in my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands when they drink deadly poison they will it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on people who are ill and they will get well that is how powerful the name of jesus is i'm also going to read philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 it says, from verse nine, therefore God uh, exalted, therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the sea, under the earth. Yeah, under the earth. So yeah, like God exalted the name of Jesus and gave him the name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That means everything in heaven, on earth, under the earth, basically everywhere, is subject to the name of Jesus. And everything must bow under the, at, at the mention of the name of Jesus. Oh, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 says, a verse that most people know, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord, the name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So yeah, I was just reminding you and I was just trying to support the fact that the name of Jesus is strong and that the name of Jesus is enough to deliver and to break chains. And that when you pray, Plead the name of Jesus. When you're trying to, you know, break yourself from certain habits, from certain things that are um, affecting you emotionally, from illnesses, from whatever constraint it is that we feel is bringing you down, plead the name of Jesus. Like basically just tell this thing in Jesus' name. I am healed if you're sick. In Jesus' name. 
I speak peace into my family. You know, we've had family wrangles for over years and I am tired and people are not talking to each other and God, we need peace. I speak peace upon my family in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, no matter how hard it seems, plead the name of Jesus. So how do we pray? How do we pray? I actually just came up with these three points that I believe are very strong, but I have talked about first understand that God has given you the power to break chains. You as an individual for yourself and you as an individual on behalf of someone else. Understand, come to God with this understanding, this unwavering belief and understanding that he is capable and that he has given you the power to break chains and to deliver through his word. Um, two, have immense, unshakable faith, strong faith. No matter how small you feel it is, just come with that faith and, and come with unwavering belief that you're going to ask God for these things and he will do. That you're going to ask and it shall be given to you. That you're going to seek and you will find your answers and your solution. That when you knock, he's going to open that door. Three, plead the name of Jesus. Very important. And that's why when we pray, we end with in Jesus' name. Because Jesus, the name of Jesus is enough and is enough to, you know, move these mountains. It's enough to break every chain. It's enough to heal. It's enough to just bring these things because God asked us to plead the name of Jesus. God has given him authority over everything on earth, in the heavens, below the earth. There is nothing that the name of Jesus cannot do. So yeah, these are the three points I had and I hope you have felt encouraged. I hope you have learned something and I hope that you have been blessed. So let us pray. Thank you, God, for enabling us to hear from you. Thank you for these very special words that you had prepared for us. Thank you that we have heard them. We ask that you may remind us each and every day of how much power you have given us and how possible it is for us to break chains, for us to you know, be delivered from strongholds because you have been gracious enough to give us your son, Jesus, and to give us the power and the strength to overcome. May you remind us to always have unwavering belief in you and in your abilities, because there is none like you. We receive all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you, guys. Hello friend, I hope that you are well. You have traveled through life and you, you feel in your heart a deep conviction that you want to know Jesus Christ as your own and personal savior. 
life is full of struggles life is full of pain and people have tried to provide solutions for life but they are not able to because this help is only found in Jesus Christ so should you want to know this Jesus and be born again kindly say this prayer with me Lord Jesus I want to know you personally Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life to you and ask you to come in as my savior and lord. Take control of my life. Thank you for forgiving my sins. and giving me eternal life make me the kind of person you want me to be amen so if you have said this prayer we welcome you to the family of Christ it is important to follow this prayer with discipleship which you can get from the nearest bonafide church if you haven't found a church yet Such no longer join us as PC at PCA St Andrews of Nyerere Road Nairobi Our youth services are held at 11 a.m in the youth hall We hope this message has blessed you See you soon